This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome back for episode number 113 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and today we are going to do a regular old interview like we did for a long time back in the day. I hope you enjoyed these last four episodes. This last month, we hung out with Whitney Hansen. It was super cool. Expect an announcement on our next co-host type guest next week. But today we are talking with Erica Young. Um, a, lo- a big shout out on the name, Erica. We'll talk about that <laughs> in the show. You know, Erica has a great success story. She um, and her husband both worked full time and they were big spenders, got themselves into a big pile of debt and then worked their way out of it. And Erica learned so much along the way that she became a full time debt coach and is self-employed now working helping other people fix their money. And I love stories like that. It's very similar to my story where I help people with their money online and made that my full-time career. I think it is so cool. So I am very pleased to welcome her to the show today. As always, you can find show notes at personalprofitability.com, links to everything we talk about in today's episode. But right now, I'm going to stop talking and turn it over to Erica for this awesome interview right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to be here with the guest of the day. Erica, are you ready to get profitable? Absolutely, every day. I love it. And I also love your name, Erica, just as as a fellow person whose name starts with an Eric type sound. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you paid off a ton of debt in your past and that got you on track to being a money coach. Can you tell us more about what happened, how you got into that debt and then what worked for you to pay it off? I got into the debt, honestly, doing what everybody else does. I wandered in, it was super easy and kind of a little fun. (laughs) Um, That's where credit card debt comes from, right? And so my husband and I, we honestly just went to college, did what everybody else told us to do to get a degree, get a job, have a car. And so we both did that. So we both had student loans, we both had car notes, and we both had credit cards. And it amounted to almost $100,000 in debt. It was over $90,000 in debt. And we had to figure a way to get out of that because, frankly, I was an engineer at the time and he was a sales professional, but there wasn't enough money left at the end of the month. I mean, there just wasn't any wiggle room. We just didn't see what we were doing wrong. And it really was just that $1,000 every month was going to debt payments, going to car notes, going to um, our student loan. I mean, it just was flying out of our hands faster than we can keep it. And we had to get free. And so when the crap hits the fan, you decide to do something different. And the crap hit the fan one day. We had a baby and our car broke down and we started carpooling because we just did not have a thousand dollars to get that car fixed. And so that was our such a common story these days. it, It is. And it's actually something that people don't talk about. It's they're very embarrassed. They're ashamed just thinking they should be able to do better. We make so much money. We do this and do that. But the problem is it's common common sense to spend less than you make, but it doesn't make sense until you write it down on paper. You really have to look at the numbers. And that's what we ended up having to do. 
Yeah, it's and not so, automatic. <laughs> it's not. I mean, we think, oh, we'll just out earn our stupidity. Oh, I'll just, you know, next time I get paid, I'll do something. I mean, we're constantly pushing things off, yeah. making excuses for ourselves and not really making progress. And so we got intentional and started writing things down. And that led to us being able to get out of that debt in five years. And I really got interested in seeing if other people wanted to feel this same freedom, but do it in less time, not making the stupid decisions that my husband and I made along the way. <laughs> do you have any particularly fun purchase you remember that afterwards you were like, I guess that wasn't worth the money at the time, but at the time it felt really fun? Well, yeah. Jewelry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, you know, I just wanted to have some some diamonds. Like, so, you know, I I have a pair of diamond earrings and I've got a necklace and I don't wear it very often, but I can say I have some. <laughs> and I look back and I say, it wasn't necessary, but my husband loves me and uh, we went there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, lesson learned, right? You, you, and most people don't notice if you repeat the same things, right? You just, gotta right. have your, you just have to have your core diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so you guys, you know, you hit your rock bottom moment together and decided you got to change something. What did you do to turn things around and get out of that debt? Well, honestly, the biggest thing was we started following the practical advice of Dave Ramsey. My husband found him on the radio. And by writing everything down, that really meant writing down all of our income, writing down our outgo finding out where the wiggle room was and being intentional with our spending. And so when we had extra, we were intentional to put it towards debt. When we wanted to do something fun, we were intentional and we had a healthy boundary that kept us from overspending. One of the things that had to happen, um, and it's just funny that I get to do this work now, is my husband took away the credit cards from me because I was charging my $10 and $12 lunches with my coworkers on the yeah. credit card because we simply just didn't have the cash. And so I was behind the scenes doing things that were um, negating our progress. And so he took that card away. And I'm thankful because, frankly, it wasn't, you know, a rude move. It was what needed to be done. That's accountability. And um, now I get to do this every day. <laughs> this is way more fun. And, and do you Absolutely. get to keep the credit card or, or the debit card now? I do. I, I do. But <laughs> so I'm now it's spend a lot less on lunch. Yeah. You know what? I don't even enjoy it near as much. There are other things that I like to spend money on. And frankly, buying lunch is not one of them. Right. I mean, we all have to eat. But we might as well make it as inexpensive as possible. So we have more dollars for the things that we really value, the things that we really Absolutely. care about. Now, for that's me, right. that thing is trips flying across the world, which I haven't done recently enough. But uh, yes. you know, that, that's the thing for me. But everyone has their thing, right? That they got to sit, that yes. they have to save for and focus on. That's yeah, right. So, so now um, I know you're a debt coach. What was the process like going from, all right, we have this under control, we're making progress to, I'm going to help people do this too? Well, the truth is, when I started telling people that I, my husband and I got out of debt and that I was curious on if anyone needed that kind of help. My pastor, my friends, colleagues started saying, hey, yes, can you help so-and-so? Hey, why don't you come to this conference with me where they're going to talk about starting your own business? 
hey, why don't you? So I started communicating my interest and desire and my excitement for us being free. And it started to take some, it started to sprout wings of its own. And so I started working with people for free for a while um, to just kind of get a handle on what it was I wanted to do. Then I was just bold one day. Um, I really felt strongly that I needed to just start this business and, and make it official instead of giving away my time. I did give away my time for a good six months. And then I just said, I can't do this anymore. Somebody's got to pay me. <laughs> so my husband and I talked about it. We put $200 in an account and I got a logo. I got some business cards made and I crafted a letter to everybody that I knew. Um, and some people I didn't know very well and just said, hey, this is what my passion is. This is what I'm offering. And I'd like to know if you need this help or if you know someone who needs some help. And that's where I got my first paying clients. I really enjoyed it. I did it nights and weekends for a while until it was time to step away from working full time. And then I got trained. So it wasn't until after I had some clients under my belt and I kind of knew what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it that I got trained officially as a financial coach. And and I went to a few different trainings at that point, but that was sort of the catalyst. You know, folks were looking for it because of our story. And then um, I decided to make it official. And so it's it's been a wild ride ever since. It's been 13 years, actually. Oh, that's awesome. I, I went full-time self-employed just over two years ago. And I know it was one of the you know, most exciting and scariest things that I've ever done at the exact same time. Did you have a similar yeah. experience when you decided, all right, it's time to pull the plug on the day job and go full throttle on my own thing? Yes, absolutely, Eric. I honestly wanted to pee my pants. <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> scarier in my life than saying, I'm going to go out in, into business for myself. I'm going to leave a stable job and um, try this thing on my own and help people. And the truth is, I have not looked back. I was an engineer for seven years, and I've been doing this for 13 years. Clearly, this is my passion and what I'm built for. But that doesn't mean that the journey itself hasn't had its times where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally. I get that. I, I, every every. Every other day, I probably feel like, oh, this is crazy what I'm doing, but but I love it. It's, yes. it's an amazing lifestyle. So what are your you know, your keys to continuing finding new clients and building your business as you continue to move forward in your own career and your own story? Yeah, well, here recently, about a year and a half ago, I released my first book. Uh, it is Naked and Unashamed, 10 Money Conversations Every Couple Must Have. And so that has become a source of marketing for me. I'm not necessarily selling the book to, you know, basically make a ton of money off of it. I am, however, looking for that to open doors. And so it has. One of the biggest things that it's now doing is people see it and they want me to speak um, and there and I get clients or I get paid to speak or I'll do workshops, things like that. And so it builds my credibility. Um, that's a big thing. The most consistent thing that I have done for 12 years is send out my newsletter on a regular basis to my growing list of subscribers. So I'm always communicating with them, letting them know what I'm up to, what I'm doing, and giving them tips about how they can continue on their financial journey. And nearly every time I send it out, I have someone who says, hey, Erica, I'm ready. I need your help. 
And so, um, yeah, I'm in constant communication with people and it helps them to get to know me as a person um, because I share some things in my life that are going on and then how I apply the budgeting principles to those things. And and then sometimes it simply is the tip or something going on, changes in some laws and regulations. And so it's informative, but it, it gives them a feel of who Erica is. And so I think it it just helps people to know that I'm a real person. And and that's important before people jump in and decide to coach with me. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, when people do go and, and start your coaching program, it looks like one of your biggest principles is you created a four-step plan to getting out of debt for good. Can you give yes. us a crash course and what that looks like? Sure, absolutely. So the first thing is a reality check. I mean, people have to get real and face the person in the mirror. And what that means is look at all of your spending. And I don't want you to just look at your online transactions. I want you to add it up by category. So some people say, yeah, I think I spend about $400 on groceries. And they're just kind of perusing their online transactions, adding it up in their head. But the reality is, if you really add it up for 30 days, that same person is probably spending $600. Not to mention, people say, oh, I don't dine out much. Well, dining out when you add it up is more than likely twice what you think it is. And so... The brass tax of it is that we can't do any guesswork. Don't do this stuff in your head. Add it up and have a reality check that uh, you can see for yourself <laughs> what you're really doing. So that's the first step. And the I think most important step is to do that. And then you can move on and, and look at some other things that you can do to improve. And And I think the second thing is, to determine your priorities, figure out what needs to happen first, second, and third, what's what's really important in your life. And the third step is to find a debt-free date. I've coined this phrase, debt-free date, because I want people to know how long it's going to take them to get out of debt. And so I want people to literally make a calculation and, and see what is it going to take to get free and when. And so if it's March, 2020, fantastic. You know, the date, you know, the finish line. And I think that's so important when you are struggling to stick with it, when you are feeling overwhelmed and when you want to toss in the towel and say, forget it. Nope. When you realize that the finish line is six months away, a year away, or you say, I can do this. It's 18 months away. It's, you know, that that makes it very real. So that's step three. And then the fourth step is to have a little fun. Like I am not the person who believes in deprivation. Um, as you're getting out of debt, you shouldn't have to say no to every single thing. I always say I respect and highly admire Dave Ramsey and I love beans and rice, but he is all about the beans and rice. And I do not want that every day. <laughs> so I get it. Um, yeah. So like, it's okay to go to the movies. It's okay to go to a concert. It's fine to get a new pair of shoes. The, here, the, the key is to not go over, not overspend, not um, put this on credit and to make certain that it fits. If you're intentional, I honestly feel like you can do anything. You can be intentional about increasing your income, decreasing your outgo and being persistent in your pursuit of getting out of debt. I love it. That's great. That's I, I particularly love calculating the debt-free date. 
that's such a great motivator and i'm it very is. math driven obviously with an engineering background you you're a little fan of math yourself i, I am and i'm a <laughs> i'm a fan of milestones i'm a runner so i have run half marathons and i'm telling you people are like well what is a half marathon is that you know how far is that no one's going to run a half marathon if they don't realize it's 13.1 miles and you've got to train the first one that i did i it took me 6 months to get myself prepared for that length of running. And I'm telling you, when we, when I was running that race and I saw mile two and then I saw mile five and I saw mile seven, it was motivating. It's like, I'm making progress. And I think people need that in their financial life. They need to know, awesome. Three months down, six months down. Great. The finish line is right around the corner. Next year, we're going to be debt free. That is motivating. It's just important for people to see that date and feel like it's realistic. I ran a 5K once. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was very proud of my 5Ks, though. There I you go. Each, hey. each K. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, this was so much fun having you on the show and chatting today. I love your story. It, it is very inspiring. And I love uh, those those practical tips you have about looking at the numbers and, and getting intimate with those numbers and learning how they work and using them to calculate that debt-free date and and having a little fun on the way. Yeah, we can't we can't all be like you know money monks or something. And never spend it <laughs> right. All. Well, right. Um, if people want to learn more, if they want to connect with you, if they want to follow you online, where should they go? Start with TaylorMade Budgets. That's T A I L O R M A D E Budgets with an S dot com. And on there, you can get my free ebook. It's Have Your Cake and Eat It Too, um, and you'll be added to my newsletter list. And you can also find a link to um, schedule some time with me. I do 30-minute debt-free strategy sessions. And so um, if you're looking to see what is it going to take, what should your best next step be, I do that in that 30 minutes. And they can also reach me, Erica, at TaylorMateBudgets.com. And that's E-R-I-C-K-A at TaylorMateBudgets. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And listeners, as always, you can find those links in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there's a wrap on that one, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Erica as much as I did. I found it a lot of fun, very inspirational. Also, if you haven't had a chance, make sure to check out my YouTube videos. I have a two-minute money series coming out every Friday and other fun videos planned and coming down the pipeline, including breakdowns of my monthly income reports that you can get a a step-by-step breakdown from me on YouTube. Again, that's youtube.com slash Eric Rosenberg. Make sure you hit the subscribe button there so you don't miss out. Just like you hit the subscribe button here for the Personal Profitability Podcast. I want to connect with you and help you out with your money as many ways as I can. And I'm excited that that is a new avenue I've been able to take. So that is all I have for this time. Thank you again, Erica. Thanks to all of you for listening and sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. Oh, 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 oh,